Welcome to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons epic fantasy adventure. My name is Alex and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. On the Great Isle, it is a time of religious wars, imperial domination, and an ancient evil reborn. Only one crew can save the world from utter destruction. They are... Maugrain Silverbeard, Paladin of St. Delegis. Zalara Tremez, Wandering Elven Monk. Gerin Kelsey, High Elf Bladesinger. To do that, Simic Hybrid Rogue Warlock. Alright, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? I suppose I can. Um, so we were, we started off with the East Front crew, I guess, uh, of Rosie, Drathan, Usk, and Nita. And they had been sent on a mission up to the Pallades Mountains, up to Paragon. So they were just walking into town and had gotten to the Ambrosia Nap, where they got to meet Golly Fassbender and Clementine, who is going to lead them through the uh, pass and then uh, we popped back over to our west side peeps who were in the process of dealing with an exploded elf because um, Zalara had handed Idolon her apple, or no, had thrown the apple in the air to indicate to Tamika that her mother wanted to talk to her. And instead of indicating, well, I guess that would be an indication, but uh, yeah, Idolon exploded. And then we were dealing with the repercussions of that and were able to talk um, Talana into basically gathering the troops and getting things ready to go and decided as a group that we needed to head over to the Red Grove to protect the heart tree because clearly things are going south. Oh, and Solara went and said goodbye to her definitely going to die in the next battle uh, love interest. Kyber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose name I can't even remember. <laughs> Kyber. All right. So yeah, we'll start once again in the city of Paragon or the town of Paragon. Um, we see the East crew there getting ready. Um, is there anything, first of all, you wanted to do before you took off? Anyone you wanted to talk to? Well, I don't want to talk to anybody, but mm -hmm. I'm going to use my feat of, um, inspiring <laughs> leadership. And so I'll be talking for 10 minutes to the entire crew, including, um, Clementine. She's going with us, right? Uh, everybody gets an additional, um, 14 uh, temporary hit points. Oh, nice. No, oh, I'm sorry. It's 13. I think I have a plus four modifier. Yeah, 13 hit points. Cool. Very cool. Okay. Rosie is significantly beefier than Solara. <laughs> anyway. So Clementine comes out, um, or Clementine's there, and she says, all right, is there anything else we need to do, or are we all ready to head out? I, I believe ready. we are ready to go. Okay. I'm ready. So am I. All right. So um, she leads you out of Paragon to the actual gate itself. You see it's this huge structure. Um, it looks like it's probably about 30 feet thick. Um, and a large chunk of it has a metal plating on it as well. It's not just stone. And there's a massive door there that it takes five people to open to slide it across, which they do after you show your papers. And you make your way into wow. the pass itself. That's really amazing engineering. I can't believe that they were able to get all these stones up here to build this in such a hard location. Wow. Yes, that is very interesting. <laughs> Clementine just says, yep, it had to be done. So bundle up, 
as you guys walk into the pass itself, the snow is drifting across the area. Um, you know, there are steep there's steep uh, mountains on either side of you, or it's, it's maybe a little, not quite like huge mountains, but uh, uh, large hills, and uh, the wind is ripping across there, kind of making a perpetual state of snowfall on you as it's taking the drifts across there and falling on you. The snow itself is fairly thick, and it's also very hard as well, so you've got that nice crust layer of um, ice on top of it, so every time you step into it, you add a little bit of weight, and you dip down a little bit. Rosie is actually riding on um, Reina, the her Alaskan Malumut, whose feet are designed basically for walking on snow, so she shouldn't be falling down at all. Okay, yep, she's making her way through there. Um, as you guys are, are making your way through, is there anything you wanted to say to each other, talk to Clementine at all? Um, not really. I don't think there's anything. We were we were briefed by her last episode on the dangers of the the basically the undead right and that we needed to be very careful about that so i think we learned most of the information we needed to yeah okay as you are making your way through throughout the day you'll notice that there's some loud noises some kind of bangs and then up above the ridges on either side of you you see some lights kind of shoot off from time to time and the whole <laughs> ground shakes a bit and it, it, think of it looking like kind of flashes of a, like the aurora borealis just kind of shooting off on either side uh clementine um is is that normal is that something that happens usually when we uh go through the pass no that's been very recent we haven't I've only noticed that in the last two trips I've made. Ah, okay, yes, hmm. because um, I didn't remember this either when I came through here. So, um, it, has it caused any issues, or just just the the sparking and the banging? Just the sparking and the banging, as far as I can tell. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's pretty normal when I'm around. <laughs> yes, but uh, <laughs> usually they um originate from uh, your general direction and not well, not everywhere. <laughs> Probably just some more artificers up there, you know, because oh. artificers live high in the mountains, right? Uh. Yeah, smart, uh, hidden um, artificers in the mountains. Yes. Uh. Well, I, we should probably get through then even quicker. <laughs> so as you make yeah. your way through, um, night falls, and I'm assuming Usk is handing out the. Uh, all I can think is member berries, but that's from South Park. Good berries. Um, Good berries. He's making berries. He's handing them out. Keeping an eye out. Right. So uh, you make your way through um, uh, night falls and it seems to come fairly quickly. The wind becomes even colder as it rips through the pass. Extremely harsh land. Uh, Clementine pulls out a, well, she had a large stick on her back with this uh, globe on it. As night falls, it uh, she says a few uh, words of incantation and it lights up. This is uh, her a Castilian globe and she tells you it's, it's to help keep the undead away. That uh, is very useful. Useful. Yes, yeah, it is. How does it work? Are there much undead in this area? Yeah, there's a lot. A lot of people died here, so they're not too thrilled with it. A lot of battles. Um, it works because it's got the power of uh, Saint Castellana in it, so it drives off the undead. Hmm. All undead. I, it, it drives off most undead. That is good enough. Mm. And uh, what is uh, the exception to to most? Is that particularly powerful undead or ones that are likely to kill us and that sort of thing? Or just those measly, pesky undead that you do not need to worry about? Occasionally we still have to fight them. They'll break through. It doesn't work 100% of the time. Good to know. Thank you. 
and as we're doing this, I'm also going to cast aid on everybody. So <laughs> everybody's current hit points, so they're not temporary. You each get five more. Your max is up by five for the next nice. eight hours. Thanks, Jason. Yes, it is uh, my nice. pleasure. So as the sun sets in, in the glow of the Castilian globe, um, you see off to the side there are there is movement and you see people dressed in different armor um they have different clothes on just shuffling through mm-hmm. you recognize um, these pretty since you have encountered them before as undead soldiers and and just for just for point of reference for everybody when when did this kind of battle take place that so many people died this battle took place five years ago it's when the oh. king died okay so so like relatively recent armor and clothing and stuff mm-hmm. like that so you, okay. you basically see the clothes of like calendor and, and duke delacro and then you also see crucian soldiers okay um yeah uh that being the case then uh nita will be rather reserved <laughs> okay all right i think we should make camp here for the night she says after a few more hours of walking in the dark. All right, uh, I can. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, oh, okay. That sounds good. Yes. Um, do we uh make a fire and and that sort of thing, or do does that generally attract more of these un- undead? Well, um, it'll attract them, but we have the globe to drive a lot of them off. Um, and then on top of that, she says a uh, few words, and um, she casts Guardian of Faith. So you see a large spectral guardian appears and hovers around you um it'll do so for the next eight hours so it's standing there um with the symbol of saint castellana on it and it looks like a tall uh man with a shield and sword so oh excellent uh that looks uh rather rather useful that's neat how tall is he uh, i will say eight feet tall He's really big. Like he's like he's like Magnar. Yes, yes. Uh, he is a very similar to to Magnar's size. Um, yes, that is a rather big uh, spectral man that she has there. Okay, cool. And uh, Nita will start to make a, a fire since we're allowed. It's okay. And Drayton will unpack his elk York and get him ready to be bedded down. Wait, right, so, so we've got an elk and a dog with us. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay. We're all about the animals, apparently. <laughs> so, um, are you guys going to do anything before you go to sleep? Um. Uh, do we uh do we need to set up a, a watch system just to make sure in case of incursion past your spectral friend here, Clementine? Or are we safe to sleep or what? You can sleep. Don't worry about that. It's my job to protect you. Excellent. She pulls okay. out some jerky and starts hmm. gnawing on it. Will you sleep yeah. at all? Yeah, I'll get some sleep. I'm just uh, attuned with my uh, guardian here. So if anything actually um, gets within 20 feet of us, we'll know, or 30 feet of us, we'll know. Oh, so wow. arrows could still get to us then. Yeah, there's always a risk. Hmm. Well. Yes, but uh, don't- un- undead don't usually shoot the arrows, do they? I don't know. The ones we fight all had swords. Hmm. So, Ryan, what's Usk doing? So I was just trying to figure that out myself. Um, <laughs> Usk will offer to take first watch after what's her name when she goes to sleep he'll stay up to make sure nothing ranges on us okay if you want to she says <laughs> okay so um, you guys go to sleep and not much happens for a 
few hours, then you hear the sound of some uh, and some screaming <laughs> as the spirit guardian is smacking down with its radiant, or guardian of faith is smacking down with its radiant energy um, some of these soldiers that are coming toward you. One thing you'll, you'll notice about these, oh, you all will wake up with that sound with that sound because it's very loud. It definitely sounds like screaming, sounds like some combat's going on. Uh, hearing that, Nita will kind of bolt awake and try to like, observe her situation to see exactly where that's coming from. So you wake up and you see around you, it's about um, you, you think maybe 20 soldiers and whether it's it's Crucian or whether it's um, uh, Caledorian armor, they're coming around toward you. She, mm-hmm. uh, immediately, Clementine lights up her lamp and um, and 15 of them just immediately turn and start running. So you've got five more actually coming toward you. Mm-hmm. And you see the bodies of three of them on the ground. Um, bodies hmm. of the zombie soldiers, like the the guardian, the guardian of faith that killed them. Oh, okay. And and those ones still look like they're coming towards us. Yes. Okay. Um, having that be the case, then um, Nita will immediately wild shape. Okay. Into let's, uh, let's do some initiative here. Oh, okay. Cool. We'll do the same as well. <laughs> oh, 20. 15. 12. 17. Clementine got 19. That's pretty good. And the bad guys got six. Nice. Well, they're uh, they're slow zombies. Uh, they shouldn't be be any issue. Yes. One would hope so. Um. All right. So up top we have Usk, the druid lizard man. So Usk uh, wild shapes into a direwolf, and then launches at the first undead he can see. Okay. Launches at the first one. And he will attack. Or was a twenty on his first attack? All right. You definitely hit it. Eight damage. All right. So the creature, you reach up with your direwolf jaws and attack the soldier if it doesn't die it has to make a dc 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone Ooh, Ooh, it is knocked prone i got six nice all right cool and that'll be me all right it is clementine's turn and she first thing she says is don't let them bite you and (laughs) okay good to know she's gonna cast thunder wave Pew pew. So that's a DC 15 con. Okay, so they um, they all of them stay standing, so they take some damage. So she hit four of them. All right, it is gonna be your turn, Drathen. Okay. Um, are they? How many can I get with a five foot radius? <laughs> with a five foot radius. Um, you can get one. One. Okay. Um, all right. Just for fun, I'm gonna do moonbeam on mm-hmm. uh, one of the ones that Usk um, did not attack. Okay. They have to make a con save DC 16. 20. Okay. I don't think anything happens. Oh no, it does take half as much radiant damage. Eight. Yep. Eight radiant damage. And how many? It's in a five foot. Yeah, five foot radius. Okay. Oh, so ten foot diameter. So. Oh, okay. So you'll be able to get two of them. Cool. Um, it's the other okay. one you need to make a saver. You're gonna just use both. Uh, yeah, I'll use the same. Okay. I'm big on the group thing, so we can speed things up. Um, okay. Anything else, Drayton? Um, I think that's all I can do. So. All right, Nita. Okay. Um, Nita is also going to turn into an animal. She's going to turn into a massive brown bear, and 
um, she is going to charge towards uh, the closest of the undead that is not currently occupied with somebody. And she's going to use her multi-attack against that. She'll take a bite at it okay, uh, and roll an unnatural 20 to hit. And uh, does that hit? An unnatural 20 does hit, yes. Okay. For 10 piercing damage, and then she's going to make a swing with her claws. Okay. How do you get 10 from 2? Uh, did I? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I don't know how I got 10 from 2. <laughs> Six plus piercing damage. <laughs> how much? I, uh, it's 6 piercing damage. <laughs> Well, that's like, dang, a considerable awesome. difference. <laughs> um, and then she's going to strike out with her claws, and I would assume miss with a seven. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then that is her done. Okay, cool. Rosie, it's your turn. Okay. So, Rosie doesn't like to wake up, but she's all like <laughs> snuggled up with Raina, and she kind of like slowly gets up and pokes her head out and looks around and sees that pretty much everybody is taking care of it. So, she's just going to stay where she is. <laughs> Um, but she's going to, um, attack from here. So she has her little, um, she's made this little, uh, it looks like an elephant actually. And it has like a little trunk pointed straight out and it's, she pulls it out of her pack and puts it up on her shoulder and it's going to shoot out a little tiny ballista to try to hit, uh, whichever zombie looks the worst at this point. Okay, that'd be the one that uh, just had a bear attacking. Um, so that, I don't know if that rolled right. I think it did. Oh, it rolled yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's an 11 to hit. I'm assuming that doesn't do it. Um, but that was her bonus action. And Ooh. she, here's my crossbows. So she puts that cannon up on her shoulder and then she pulls out her little crossbow and she shoots for 22 to hit. 22 hits. And that's for seven piercing. And that's a magical hit, by the way, in case that makes any difference. Okay. Because that's her magic in, or her infused weapon. Okay. Well, then it is the soldier's turn. Unless you, you, what? So just the ones that are that are already moonbeamed, they're gonna have to make a con save again. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, DC 16. Right. 18. All right. So they take four more radiant damage. All right. I don't cool. like the way you're rolling. <laughs> the way I'm rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty great. <laughs> All right. So, um, let's see. The one who is been knocked down by a dire wolf is going to swing the morning star in its hand. Does an 11 hit? Uh, misses. Does a critical hit? I think it might. Let me check. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take 16 points of damage. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, that, that hurt a lot. All right, and then it's going to try and bite you. This 13 hit. Misses, thankfully. All right, so that's that one's turn, uh, the one that's prone, and it's going to take half of its movement to stand up. And now it, let's see, the one who is in the moonbeam is going to charge out at Drathan and swing his morning star at him. 11. Miss. 18. So, no, it misses. I have a shield as well, so I'm at 19. Okay. Um, all right, so it's going to swing again. 27. Yep. Take 12 <laughs> points of bludgeoning. Okay. It's going to try and bite you. Um, I'm guessing 11 misses since you have a whatever it is. 19. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, another one comes up and charges Mr. Usk himself, okay. the dire wolf. Uh, 16. 16 hits. 
All right, so it bites at you. Uh, give me a DC 14 con save. Okay, what's my, my con's plus two. That's not good. How close is Usk to me? Uh, yeah. He's within one movement, so, I mean... Um, okay, but not within 10 feet? No. Okay. So, uh, 15. 15, all right. So, you do save against that, but take seven piercing damage. It's going to swing at you with its... Um, <laughs> this wolf is not looking good. It's going to swing at you with its morning star, um, and a critical will hit once again. Take 23 points of damage. <laughs> so oh, I immediately drop my wolf form, and uh, it's 23, yeah? Yeah. So I take nine points of damage. All right, it's going to swing again with its morning star, and it's 25. Take seven points of damage. Unless Jesus, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, To be fair, damage. you've been... I, I got two criticals on you, so and I'm rolling very well. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm so happy I was in my wild shape for that. To be honest. Yeah. All right. So, um, what's gonna come up and charge Nita? Fourteen. Yes. Um, what? So, uh, okay. Brown Bear has an AC eleven, dude. Oh, you're in Brown yeah. Bear. I forgot. Okay. Cool. <laughs> what's up, Ben? No, never mind. I forgot. Nita charged the the front as well. So. Right. Yes. All right. Um, so take 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Um, and then um, it swings again, and it uh, smashes its Morningstar into the ground next to you. Splinters the Morningstar in two, so it no longer has that ability. And nice. we'll lose the rest of its turn. And we've got mm -hmm. two more left. One's going to come charging at uh, Rosie. Um, 23. Um, I'm uh, going to use yeah. my uh, protection um, fighting style and okay. cause it to be at disadvantage. So I, oh. I throw my shield at, or not throw it, but like I throw my shield in front of Rosie. Okay, as you do that and it brings its its morning star down, it uh, actually smashes the morning star in two because the disadvantage was a critical failure. Nice. So we're going to end that one's turn. We've got one more to go. And this one will It is my pleasure. Drathen, are you effing kidding me? All right, this one also smashes its morning star. <laughs> That's three crits in a row. Crit fails in a row. Yeah, it is. It certainly is. <laughs> well, I got two crit successes in a row, so I guess it's all... Yeah. Balance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, what happened to my... Oh, there we go. Okay, so... I'm going to make some notes on my characters here so I know they don't have morning stars anymore. Okay, so now we're going to top of the horn. It is... Oh, my God. Usk, I think. Yeah, my roll 20 is being a dick. Okay. Um, go ahead, Usk. Uh, so, Usk will let out a very angry shout and then wild shape immediately again into a giant scorpion. <laughs> and he will. Uh, so, how many are around me, Alex? Um, you've got three around you because you've got oh, the one that you proned and then stood up and then the t other two that attacked you. That's perfect. So, I've got three attacks. So, I'm going to use my claws on one of them. That's a <clears throat> 15 to hit. Ooh, nice. And then uh, DC 12 for grapple on that as well. Ooh, uh, what kind? Oh, DC 12 for grapple. So just... DC 12. And he right. takes 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. <coughs> Definitely going to be a strength attempt. Uh, what was the DC? 12. 16. Damn. Um, on him again with the other claw, uh, that is a 13 to hit. That misses. And then on him again for the stinger. Why not? It's a critical fail on the stinger. Ooh. It's going so well already. 
Okay. <laughs> so, um, well, you can't have you in the form there. Give me, we're going to see if you lose a turn. Um, let's do coin flip here. Do you want one or two? Uh, two. Two. Okay. So, you did not lose a turn. Uh, you're just done for this turn. Also, I've got blind sight to 60 feet as a giant scorpion. Do I see anything extra around us, or is it just the ones running away and the ones You see just us? the ones running away and the... Cool. All right. It's going to be Clementine's turn, and she is going to cast Sacred Flames. Let me make sure I'm doing this right. Yep, and I did it terribly, so... That is probably the worst roll I could possibly do. It's literally the worst roll I could possibly do. Um, so she casts Sacred Flames on the one that you, is uh, one of the ones attacking Usk, and it loses four points. Yeah, that is a full action. Damn, that sucks. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, it is your turn, Drathan. Okay, are there two together that I could get with Moonbeam? Yeah, there are two that are like right on Usk that he's not like completely engaged with, so yes. Okay, so I'll grab I'll, uh, DC 16 con save for them or take another eight damage, four on a success. All right, so they failed, so they're going to take the full brunt of that eight damage. And it's radiant, just in case. All right. And that's me done. Okay, uh, Nita. Uh, that one that's in front of her is still up, so she's going to take a swing and a bite at it. So she's going to swing with her claws. Uh, 24. Yep. For nine slashing damage. Okay. And then a bite, uh, 15. 15 hits. For eight piercing damage. All right. Then she will be done. Okay, cool. All right, your turn, Rosie. Going to let's do the cannon first again. My little elephant on my shoulder goes kabooma for eleven to hit. How did you roll the same crappy roll twice in a row? I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking. Got a plus broken. seven. You should be killing this here. Right. That is why I was using it. Um, and I think I want to set the one on fire. So I'm going to try to fire bolt the same one that Nita's been going after. For yep, four to hit. Definitely. For two fire damage. <laughs> 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 okay. So that was my 2d10 fire damage. I literally <laughs> rolled the worst I could possibly roll on the other. All right. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, no, I'm going to stay by Reyna. Okay. Alrighty. Well, we've got... So, uh, first, the two in my moonbeam need to make a con save again, please. Ooh, fail. Take 15 radiant damage. Oh, there you go. That's how you do it. There we go. Yes. Okay, so one of them um, <laughs> just completely... What's it look like when he dies in your moonbeam? Um, so he just kind of like disintegrates up, like as if he's being drawn up into the origin of the moonbeam and okay. just like starts disintegrating. Okay. All right. So we've got one down and the other is badly hurt. Um, okay. So now the one who's still standing, uh, I'm still going to be going after this giant scorpion that is Usk. Let's see if I lost a bit better this time. 18. Hits. Take 18 bludgeoning. Oh, God. <laughs> 20. Okay. Yeah. Take <laughs> nine points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> I'm so I'm glad these wild like, shapes. I would be dead at this point. That's why <laughs> you'd be a druid. Oh. 
All right, and finally, it's going to try and bite you for a 26. So it definitely does bite you. Uh, your, your big old scorpion tail there. Take eight piercing. Okay. And give me a DC 14 con save. Uh, nine. Okay, so uh, you have now the poison effect on you. Oh, no. Okay, is so that carried across from Wild Shape, or is that just for the Wild Shape? It would be. It's my body, so. But doesn't Wild Shape remove, like, change all of your physical attributes? It's uh, all physical. The only thing you retain is mental attributes. Right. It's not no, so in your body. So okay, when, so when this creature died, I'd lose poison, wouldn't I? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, <clears throat> actually, um, all right. So... Then we're gonna have that. There was one zombie soldier. The other one that's already facing. Usk um, will attack again. If I can, where's my attack thing? There we go. Uh, Fourteen. Uh, misses. All right. That's gonna feel good. <laughs> Fourteen again. Oh, thank God. And a twenty with the bite. Twenty hits. Thirteen piercing. That's it. Is there any poison damage to that as well, or...? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, because you didn't save against it, so go ahead and give me a DC 14 con save. Uh, 13. Okay. Well, I guess you're already poisoned once. You can't be double poisoned, so... Okay. <laughs> when do I take poison damage, though? Is that on the poison no Poison damage is a condition, so, um... Oh, okay. It's, so I, I think believe... you have a disadvantage? Yeah. Almost everything? <laughs> Pretty much. Let me just double check. Um, my, my stinger's got poison. It's just like it's just extra damage. So that's what I'm asking. <laughs> you have a disadvantage <laughs> on attack rolls and ability checks. So, you know, not too big of things. Just I've got three hit points left. I might as well just drop, <laughs> drop the form <laughs> to, not, to lose that. All right. The one that is on top of Rosie is going to attack again. I have one on me. Okay. That uh, Drathen stopped. Oh, that's right. And so it's going to try I'm and... Just going to impose disadvantage anyways. Okay. Well, um, ro rolled pretty well. So it uh, is biting at you with a 17. That meets. All right. Take nine bludgeoning or nine piercing. Um, and then give me a DC 14 con save. And you have a plus four to that because of my aura. So that's a 23. All right. So you beat it. Nice. Uh, it's going to try and bite you again with a 22. Yeah. Take 10 points of damage. <laughs> And for its third attack, it's going to try and bite you again with an 11, so it misses. Okay. And then... Oh, that's it, because we... No, no, there's one more. Um, um, another one without its... Whatever. Uh, Morningstar. All right, it's going to go up and attack Clementine, and it is going to dive at her and slip on the ice and fall into the ground. <laughs> cause 11 points of damage to itself. Wow. Okay. Hard ice. Well, it doesn't have any more weapons for me to destroy, so... <laughs> okay, uh, we're back around the horn to Usk. Okay, um, Usk is going to drop his wild shape. And there's three in front of me, isn't there? Uh, there's yeah. two there's two. There's just two, because um, Drayden and killed one. Then I will thunder wave them. Ooh, nice. <clears throat> and as they've pissed me off quite heavily, I'm going to fourth level this. Okay. <laughs> So it's a DC 13 to be moved back and... Isn't it 16? Oh, so that's damage I'm looking at, sorry. Yeah, DC 16, can't save, and a total of 22 damage. Okay. Uh, well, I critically failed the constitution save. Um, so they... And you said 22 damage? 22, yeah. All right, what's it look like as they both die? They just burst into bone components and fly away. <laughs> <laughs> Own components is my band name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got two sta left standing. Is there anything else Usk is doing? Um, moving away from everything. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, it's Clementine's turn, and um, she is going to see. You know, no, that's she's just going to attack with her little mace, and she does terribly. Um, and she'll try one more time, and does terribly on that as well. So I rolled a seven <laughs> and an eight, so she misses twice. Good job, Clementine. Um, all right, it is your turn, Drathen. All right, so. <clears throat> Uh, there's one left or two left? Two left. Are, can I get both of them in the moonbeam or no? No. Just one's, one? Okay. Uh, one's fighting uh, Clementine, one's Need fighting. A, okay. Um, I will move the one on Clementine. So DC 16 con or take 16 radiant damage, eight on a success. DC 16 con? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Critical failure. Uh, <laughs> yes. 16 radiant damage. Okay. These are some beefy undead boys. It's almost like Alex made them for us. <laughs> all so right. Special. Anything else? Um, that's all I can do. Okay, Drathen, your turn. Or not Drathen, uh, yeah, your turn. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, how many zombies are there now? Two. Two. Um, and there's one directly in front of me still, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to rinse repeat. I'm gonna bite at it again. Uh, I'm assuming a 10 misses. It does. 15 to hit. And then I'm going to swing my claws at it. 18. 18 hits. Or 14 slashing damage. Oh, what's it look like as it dies? Um... I don't know. I think I think she kind of just like brutally swings through it and scatters all the bones. Like it just kind of loses its cohesion. Um, nice. That's, that's pretty cool. All right. Anything else, Nita? Um. Yeah. If I'm not currently engaged, then I'm going to. Who of my allies is looking the worst? Is it Rosie Usk? I'll head sure. towards Usk. It looks like he's been having a hard time. Um, yeah. All right, um, Rosie, it's your turn. Uh, okay, so don't like this guy. Unless in front you can of me. do a bonus action, Sam. I'm sorry. Mm, no, I don't want to waste it. I'm good. Okay, Rosie, it's your turn. You've got uh, one zombie soldier on top of you. Um. Okay. So. Wait, I thought it was in front of Clementine. No, it's in front of me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, if there oh, was a zombie soldier on top of Rosie, then I would be heading yeah. towards Rosie and not Usk. No, no, no. It was Clementine. Oh, okay. So it moved away from me then? I should have gotten it. It got killed with uh, Nita. Hey, what? (laughs) I'm confused, but that's right. This is why battle maps are good. (laughs) Yeah, this is why battle maps are good. All right. (laughs) Regardless, I'm going to try to hit that guy with my ballista cannon, my little elephant. And that's 13, so I assume that doesn't hit. It does not. No, 15. (laughs) It'll be really cool when it does. It'll be so, so cool when it actually works. Um, And then. I'm gonna just crossbow, I guess, from where I'm at. 17 to hit. Yep. And then that does 11 piercing. What's it look like as it dies? Um, the crossbow bolt goes, since I'm at a lower angle, it kind of goes up through the bottom of the chin and comes out um, through the back of the head. Nice. Okay. So we cut away from the carnage in Kretvik's Pass. We find ourselves in Sin El Nur, and Talana is there with you. Uh, was there anything you guys wanted to do in Sin El Nur before you started to head out? Mm. I don't think so. Mm-mm. No, Margraine wouldn't want to do anything there. You don't want to say goodbye to Talana, Margraine? Uh, yeah, it goes so well every time I speak to <laughs> Talana. Um, 
Um, I suppose I should probably say goodbye, though. <laughs> I guess. Well, I she's there. Um, I mean, if you guys aren't doing anything, she'll be there with some of her soldiers um, yeah. getting ready to head out around the same time. I mean, other than just, you know, grabbing normal provisions as we leave, I don't think we would do anything special. Okay. So, Talana says to you, well... Zalara, we will be heading out using some of our tactics against some of the soldiers as we see them, but we'll be make our, making our way to the Devil's Claw itself. That way we can do some reconnaissance. That sounds smart. Um, I wish you well. I know you're, you've always been a better fighter than I have been, so... Well, I've heard a few good things about you as well. Thanks. Good luck. <laughs> and as they get ready to head out, Cam, Bonetooth, comes up to Talana <laughs> and leans down, and the two of them share a passionate kiss. Wait, what? And that's where we'll call this episode. <laughs> God damn it, Alex. Thanks for listening to episode 85 of Beholder's Eye, Bone Components. Remember, if you want to support Beholder's Eye, our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Beholder's iPod. You'll find cool stuff there and commune with the spirit of Gary Gygax. If you can't support us financially but want to help out the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, BeholdersEyeCast.com, and follow us on Twitter at BeholdersEyePod. You can follow Ryan, who plays Dulod and Usk, at DuffDuffTheThird. Ben, who plays Garen and Drathan, at Miro4D2. Kim, who plays Alara and Rosie, at MetsGirl. And Sam, who plays Margraine and Nita, at Samslot007. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing performed by Sam Canary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Music from filmmusic.io, Long Note 4, Stormfront, Wretched Destroyer, Darkling, The Descent, Time Passes, Curse of the Scarab, and Our Journey Begins, all by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License, creativecommons.org, forward slash licenses, forward slash by, forward slash 4.0. All sound effects by Zapsblatt.com. This work is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, not commercial share like 4.0, international license, creativecommons.org, forward slash licenses, forward slash by, forward slash 4.0, forward slash. <laughs>